Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Kimbo, and I am the host of the most entertaining, fun-filled podcast on the internet, Train Pop Culture. And I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Johnson. Strawn. Strawny. (laughs) (laughs) And today, me and the children will be talking about the wonderful world of wrestling theme tunes. Only the good ones, though. There's too many bad ones to talk about. So, with no further dilly-dally, let's jump straight in to a set of honourable mentions who didn't quite make our top five. Uh, I'm going to open things up with Dolph Ziggler's banger of the theme tune, Here to Show the World. Admittedly, it doesn't... It does sound like it should be a ladies' intro. I will always argue this. But it's a very good theme tune. I can listen to that song by myself. What about you, Johnson? I've got to go with Shawn Michaels. Just because, uh, well, with Sexy Boy, just because it's it's so interesting as a, as a theme tune. It just, uh, regardless of how old he got, he always had it. So he's coming down in his like fifties and going, you know, I'm sexy. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, and I was like, are you really? You're in your fifties, mate. Are you really? And you're a happily married man and have been for God knows how. You know, it's just. But it suited him. It suited him perfectly. It was just like, whilst we're all disagreeing, going, really? You're still there. You see, realise you're going, still dancing along with it. You're going, oh, okay, I'll, yeah, fine. And when you heard it, you knew entertainment was coming as well. That was the brilliant thing. You knew you were going to hear some sweet chin music at some point. You got Pavlov Dog into reacting to Sexy Boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, For me, like the criteria that Kimbo threw at us for top five wrestling theme tunes for male wrestlers was it had to suit them, it had to make the crowd pop, and it had to be a good piece of standalone music. And where this hit two of the three, it missed out on one, so I couldn't in good conscience include it in my top five, but John Moxley's Unscripted Violence suits him like a motherfucker that theme tune is i'm gonna beat the shit out of someone music it just is comes in swaggering into the ring with his theme music playing and you just know that shit's going to go down the crowd pops ridiculously with it would i listen to it on its own no i like it in its very defined context so it missed the mark on a good standalone piece of music but Fuck me, it suits him, and that crowd pop when that music goes off is extraordinary. I like it as a theme. I think it's banging. On this day, I see clearly. And that's why at this point in the game, I chose Edge's Metalingus. It meets every criteria for me, but there are just five songs that I prefer and theme songs that I prefer to that one. So, yeah. Edge's Metalingus will always be 
an honourable mention for me. It's brilliant, and I can't fault it, but there's just it just misses out. The crowd pop for that song when it dropped, when he came back. Um, was it the... Fuck, what was it? Um, rumble this year. Oh, this year, wasn't it? Yeah. I couldn't think of the word rumble. I had a complete brain fart there. But yeah, when he came in, you just saw the number drop, and then you heard, on this day, and the crowd literally wet themselves like that was the biggest pop i'd seen in a while but i think we were just waiting for it so long and it's aged well as a theme it still suits him it still pops it's good it's a solid call it was nearly my honorable mention but unscripted violence yeah interesting almost as well as i think if you notice during royal rumble return how fucking far were his legs his legs apart he must have had to pop a hip joint out just to make that happen. That would be the second loudest pop of the night after the crowd pop. Jesus, how that man stands like, oh, I can't even, I can't even replicate it. We're even going to try. That man has legs and a jawline for days. <laughs> That's not even effort. That's just his waking up stance. Like, he's just like, yeah, my legs can go this far apart, deal with it. Schwing. He's got a leg gape until next <laughs> Tuesday. Interesting Metalingus edge fact. One in Edge's contract he signed to come back, it is stipulated that Metalingus had to be his theme. It was a point he insisted upon on his new contract, which I think is stellar, stellar work, Edge. Um, but with that, I think I think we'll move on from honourable mentions to the even more honourable fifth selection. In Kimbo's top five. And that is going to be a newer theme tune. Uh, Lance Archer's Everybody Dies. It took me a while to like Lance Archer's theme tune. Because it felt a bit like... You know theme tunes that kind of have the one verse and then the rest is a bit monotonous. Kind of like Burn It Down for Seth Rollins. Like, the Burn It Down is a great pop. But then it's just the same beat forever and it's a bit dull I thought Everybody Dies was like that then a wrestling website website that I shall not name uh, published a list and a Spotify playlist of every current AEW theme tune so I found the full version I listened to and I was like I was wrong, this is actually really good and it just it suits Archer so well. Like, he, he literally looks like he could tear you apart and then eat the flesh off your bones. It's, he is so intimidating that he needs that powerful theme tune to back him up. If he had longer with it, it'd probably be higher for me. But because it's so new, it's, it's a bit weird that he's been a lot of long-standing theme tunes to be at this point. But, yeah, Arch, Everybody Dies, number five, Kimbo's List. Johnson? Before you go, Dr. Johnson, I don't think you'd eat the flesh off the bones. I think you'd eat the bones off your flesh. Arch is that much of a fucking monster. He's fucking terrifying. Like, he genuinely scares the shit out of me. And not in a sexy, fun way. Like, I'm just afraid. The worst yeah. part is if you follow him on Twitter, all he tweets about is like Jesus and God, and you're like, oh, what a lovely Christian man. 
and he comes out to everybody dies. And you're like, oh, oh, lovely, lovely Christian, Christian man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm the big show, and that's my number five because it, for it, it is absolutely for me it was it was one of those old ones where you just it was one of many where all it needed to do was just that bit and you were off that it pops within the first thing you just hear the whirl and you're like yes you just know that this man mountain is going to come steaming down in a sec and it's it fits strangely it fits big show because it's it's simple but big and yeah and as a piece of music itself yeah i quite enjoy it i do like sitting there because you listen to it because it's quite simple so it's quite relaxing as well if you just if you're not if you're not watching wrestling at the same time strangely it has the opposite effect you're like oh this is actually a and i i just yeah i just quite liked the big shows intro and that's why it was but it's not doesn't really have the grab that the the one other ones that are on my list so that's why it failed at not failed it still made the top five it surprised me that you'd put big show at five and sexy boy as your honorable mention mm. and not the other way around i think it's age for me more because big show was more of a thing than Shawn michaels was for me when i was starting watching wrestling so for me, it's more in great. It's that sort of, I, I'm not only far more familiar with it, but it had more of an impact when Big Show came on than when Shawn Michaels did. So it's got, for me, it's, it's yeah, exactly. It, it fills all three criteria, but is has a fourth of it. It's a bit more personal to me. Kimbo? My favourite part about the Big Show's theme tune is the fact he's been going since the late 90s in WWE, and it's barely changed. Yeah. What other wrestler can you say, I've been going 20 years, and they haven't dared really touch my theme tune. Mm. And it's a little different, but it's the first, the, the main part that you were talking about before the actual music hits has not changed in 20 years. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's the exact same opening. Not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and but yeah, it's it was just for me, and you just know know that this man mountain is gonna come and wreck some shit. I think, and again, that's why it's more personal to me because I was always more into the the monsters and the the huge ones who would just throw people around, and I was like, yes, bit you know the big shows coming. What about you, female Strawn? Uh, my number five is higher up on somebody else's list. So I will wait to go into detail with it. But uh, for me, fifth place went to Triple H, the game. Um, I will just leave it at solid for now. And we'll talk about it more later on, folks. As it's been shown that from what you guys, you speak, people have said, I walk alone with this one and it's Batista. It's just one of the songs from my teenage years that I didn't realise being used to wrestling him until I watched Batista wrestle 
and it just instantly got me hooked. Um, Saliva, one of my bands from that era, so it was nice to see them get used in a more notoriable sense. It was made a way up there, but you know, <laughs> it just it pops. It's got everything you want for that's, that's definitely a word. <laughs> <laughs> totally word. You've got saliva blaring in the background. You've got Batista with his whole machine gun turret firework display. All for it. Give me more. Best use of pyro, like, after the year 2000, Batista's intro. Because it needed it so badly. When they decided to remove pyro, it was a good thing Batista was not around. Because <laughs> it doesn't work without it. It feels... It, it feels so ingrained in the theme tune. Uh, into number four. Uh, my fourth choice is being discussed by multiple people at later points. So I'll just let you know it's Chris Jericho's Judas. Of course it is. Johnson. Now, to regular <clears throat> listeners, this may come as a shock. Because of s- some of the attitudes I've expressed on here seem to go against the very ethos of my fourth place choice and that's Hulk Hogan's Real American and it's just because I I don't know what it is it's everything I don't like about America it's the flag waving it's the flag waving we're the greatest thing since sliced fucking bread attitude but for Hogan I it works and I will just sit there listening to it and I'll just go, yes. And I'll sing along. I am a real American fight for the rights of every man. And you just, and you, and I'm just going along with it going, yes, Hogan. Yes. And yeah, it's that sort of, and it's like, I can't stand, I usually can't stand that kind of Americanism, but for Hogan, it just pops. And it just works. And especially when you've got this six foot something muscle bound feather boa wearing gentleman just dancing sexually as well with the feather boa and then ripping off his shirt. And you're like, now it's now we've started. The reason this didn't come near my top five, and there's a good reason for it, I swear. is kind of the reverse for your big show. Why big show is in your top five. It's very personal. Mm. Before Hogan went back to Real American, when he came back in like the early to mid 2000s, he had Jimi Hendrix for his theme tune for like a hot minute. He had a Voodoo Child Reverb as his theme tune for a hot fucking second. <laughs> and now every time I think of Hogan, I just see him like with his with his guitar going wow 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 wow, and I'm like that. It's a better piece of music. Did it suit Hogan as well as I'm a real American? Absolutely not. But they took Voodoo Child Reverb away from me for a while. I was really sad. <laughs> Female Strawn, you look like you had a point. <laughs> yeah, well, I ju- I'm now just really sad for poor Kimbo having his reverb stolen from him. <laughs> he looked like a, a kid that's just seen a kitten kicked in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you went with this, Johnson, because it is just the complete antithesis of what you would expect you to pick. Like, it's just so, America, yeah, 
And yeah. Maybe it was the slightly homoerotic man in a vest that he rips off with a feather boa that got you. Um. <laughs> I, I'm not going to... I can't deny that. I'm sorry, but you see this man come out in, dancing incredibly sort of camply with this thing, <clears throat> and then he rips off his shirt to reveal this massive, muscular gentleman and uh, a young realising his now sort of bisexual man sort of goes, oh, I like that. I really like that sort of thing. So, yeah, it could be. <laughs> Didn't think of it like that. Hogan always struck me as, like, one of the guys that didn't make the final cut for the YMCA video. <laughs> like, I can't, and I know, like, I'm really sorry, listeners at home. Please don't hate me. <laughs> I mean, no offence by it. But he was just such a caricature. Like, even by wrestling standards, Hulk Hogan was the most graphic caricature of a wrestler. And then he comes out to this fucking ridiculously over-the-top theme music, looking the way he did. And you just go like, it's a shame you didn't make that music video. It would have been way more interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is literally uh, a Republican's erection. That is what his theme tune is. You can't unless it had the word unless it had the word guns in there. It couldn't possibly get more American values, American. And I, yeah, it, that's the sort of stuff I'm. I'm really. I don't really like, but I don't know what it is about Hogan's version where I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And it, not for the first time, thinking waggle that erection in my face, please. I've got to follow Waggle That Erection in my face. Thank you. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Uh, number four. Uh, for me, it's not the only time that this uh, wrestler is going to feature in a list, but it's not the same theme music. Ooh, listeners at home, stay tuned. Um, I'm going with CM Punk, Cult of Personality. Um, fit all three specs absolutely smashed them in fact really suited him as a wrestler that music started playing and the crowd would go fucking batshit insane and it's a fucking cracking song just on its own you can legitimately play it while you you know you're fucking tidying the kitchen or cooking your tea like it's it's a really good piece of music but it's just you can't hear it and not think of this particular era of CM Punk where he was just completely fucking badass and making waves and being a problem and being this kind of rebel within the wah wah Um, I just think it's a really fucking good theme tune for a really fucking good wrestler. And it's just, it's a sound bite rather than a snapshot of a period of time. Like you hear that and you immediately go back to that specific point of time in WWE history where he was causing the scene. And I think it's like, you know, you have kind of like muscle memory with certain things, like you smell a certain thing and you remember a person or a place or you hear a piece of music and you hear this piece of music and you're just immediately in that particular little period of years where CM Punk was just the the punk king of WWE. And I think it's just a fucking stellar theme tune. I would argue that that theme tune is better than the one that's coming up later. Touche. Shots fired. fired. (laughs) What about you, uh, husband dearest? I think 
what you've just said is perfectly uh, a good, a perfectly good statement to the point where Living Colour had their guitarist temptedly poached by the Rolling Stones. So that's how it shows you the level of musicianship in that band. However, my number four is for my personal goat wrestler. And it is Mick motherfucking Foley's wreck. Is it a sing-along? No. But you can fucking air guitar to it all day long. And that's what I want. I can air guitar around my kitchen, knocking cups off the side and accidentally tripping over the cat whilst listening to Mick Foley's theme tune. And the pop that that gets when he comes out is next level. So much so that when he does his stand-up shows and he does that like 20 years of hell or whatever he called it, 25 years of hell, he had Nita Strauss play that intro to come out to. And she's no second-rate musician. It might not be for everyone, but for me, it's, it's top five. I do quite like the passive-aggressive... Yeah. I do like the passive-aggressive way you opened with this, though. You're wrong with... You're okay with... You're okay, entitled to your wrong opinion, wife. However... He's brave now because we're recording. <laughs> we're in different rooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, Helen is selling one. Also trying to remain as diplomatic as possible. <laughs> yeah. But I do like that. Is that, is that the Mick Foley one with it starts off with the car swerving sound and a car crash? It's the car crash. It's like... Yeah. That one is. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. I actually yeah, I do quite enjoy listening to that. That one is quite a cool one. I'll give you that. And much like a diplomat, I'm just gonna move us away from Strom household Strom household drama to number three. Oh boy, number three. Number three was almost my number one. Between three and one for me is so tight. It's ridiculous. It's the most recent of my top three. But it's uh, the fiends let me in, which the first oh, yeah. time you the first time you see that entrance, SummerSlam twenty nineteen, and he comes with the lantern and the lights are going, and there's all the, the the sound effects going around it, and it's such a smart rework of Bray Wyatt's original theme. It's haunting and chilling. And still works perfectly well on its own to a point where it's part of my normal playlist and I get daggers in the car every time it comes on. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on this because it's literally my number three as well. I really enjoyed it. And when I found out it, it was done by one of my favourite bands, Code Orange, that just rocketed it. Because at first it was just like, oh, this is really cool. I really like it. This is really cool. You know, because it really works with The Fiend. You know, he's coming out with his own head as a own severed head as a lantern. And it's got that let me in going through it and the sound effects. And then it kicks in. And you're like, yes, this really, this really works well. And then I find out, oh, hang on. The reason it's awesome is because it's by one of my favorite bands. And it's, they're not awesome because I like them. I like them because they're awesome. Let's... <laughs> but 
done by one of my favorite bands code iron show yeah it was just it just had a such a for a slow piece it's got a massive pop uh you just know what you're in for instantly and you can go mad for it you hear this and you're like and you know because the fiend is such an interesting wrestler as in the way he wrestles is quite interesting you know something different's happening and i think that comes across through the theme tune as well somehow i think their way of how to kind of get away with the pop not being when the, when the music kicks in over all the sound effects is people pop because they do the click the slow shutdown of the lights before the theme tune comes on so once the lights start going down people start popping then because like oh shit the fiend the fiend and then when the pop dies down you start getting the hurt heal part and you're like yes and he starts coming it's so well it's it's well thought out yeah strong nail it's much like the fiend's wrestling style itself it's quite a cerebral intro it plays with your head a lot more much like he does as a wrestler and that's what I think is great about it. It's not in my top five, but I totally get why you guys have picked it. It's, like I say, it's a very cerebral theme tune. It doesn't play and pop like one normally would. But it reflects the wrestler perfectly. And it's a fucking outstanding track. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's, it's a very good example of a theme tune for a wrestler having gravity which you don't get with a lot of theme tunes. A lot of them are poppy or rocky or a bit metal and they're loud and they're trying to generate energy. You're trying to generate energy from a crowd to pump the crowd up so that the wrestlers can then feed off that energy to make the wrestling better. That's how that works. There's like, We've been to independent wrestling shows where the crowd hasn't really been pumped up quite enough and so some of the wrestling has fallen a little bit the wrestling we, was, we were watching was fucking extraordinary but the energy in the room wasn't high enough to carry it and so it falls a bit flat so in terms of wrestling theme tunes if you're doing like a, a by numbers wrestling theme it's going to be loud it's going to be high octane as a rule but the th- the fiend like i i've it didn't make my top five, but it was it was if we were doing a top ten, it would have been in there easily because it's just it's a, it's a mental game. The fiend is playing with his opponent mentally before he's even entered the ring, and it is exactly what Kimbo was saying. It's the lights going down, and it's the audience all wielding glow sticks to usher him out into the room, and it's this slow, meditated. It's it's almost like a, a hunter stalking its prey kind of vibe you get off it. It's a cerebral thing that you were talking about, uh, Strawny, that, you know, he's this is build up. It's it's almost like a head fuck foreplay before you get to the wrestling. You're already anticipating something big and bad's gonna happen because he's come out so cold, and so calculating and so meditated, and even his music backs up where he is mentally he can't be fucked with you cannot fuck with this guy but sweet jesus he's gonna fuck with you and his theme song just gives you that instantly you hear that music and you get that feeling immediately it's one of the most intelligent theme tunes that i think i've heard 
ever, frankly. I think it's the most intelligent theme tune out there for a wrestler because it hits in so many different ways and it is not a theme tune by numbers by any stretch of the imagination. I've just, I, as much as I love the intelligence of it, it didn't make my top five by the skin of its teeth, um, mainly because I'm a big kid and I like things that are a bit more big and brash. I like my I like my wrestling thing by numbers and they're the ones that stuck with me a little bit harder. As much as I like the the mental games, I am more paint by numbers wrestling themes. And my you like uh, well you were gonna say you like the shiny. I like the shinies. Yeah. I like the shinies. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I, I like my big brash ones. When we get to number one, this will all make complete sense as to why I've not got the fiend in my list, guys. Listening at home, um, my number one will illustrate perfectly what I like from a theme tune. Uh, but we're skipping ahead there. Uh, but my number three is something that is going to get talked about later on, um, as Kimbo's already mentioned. It's Jericho Judas. We'll talk about that later quite a bit, I imagine. So, number three. Boom, what's it for you? My three is one of my current favourite wrestlers, and it's it's a theme song that when it does hit and you hear the spoken intro of wrestling has more than one royal family, you just sort of go, oh shit, this guy's trying to make a statement straight away. And then we've had things in- incorporated into that entrance and it's been the throne breaking and all that sort of weird random shit. But Cody Rhodes, or Cody as we meant to call him because of fuck WWE and their lawsuits and rights. Um, Cody's kingdom. Because let's face it, wrestling is Cody's fucking kingdom. It pops, it works, it's... Yeah. Uh, a point to make on Cody Rhodes. Cody. Sorry, WWE. Uh, he, his... The guys who do Kingdom Down Straight have got such a good track record of amazing theme tunes. They did Cody's original WWE one, uh, Smoke and Mirrors. Great song. They did... Uh, the, they do the Miz's theme tune. Great song. They did Zack Ryder's, they've done Zack Ryder's new theme tune as Matt Cardona in AEW, great song. They did Radio, which was Zack Ryder's theme tune, great song. I'm repeating great song a lot, but I think it's important you know, these guys should quit making normal music and just make wrestling theme tunes for me, please, and thank you for everyone. They have a pedigree with writing theme tunes. I'm writing that segue. I'm going to talk about the man who invented the pedigree, Triple H. The game, it's still one of the best theme tunes of all time. I'm really upset he tried to get rid of it for King of Kings because it's, 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 it's a great song. King of Kings is a great song. But when that chord starts for the game, that bam, and you're like, oh. The, the walk down to the ring, the, the spit going everywhere and no one really caring who covered in Triple H spit. 
which in a COVID world was very scary indeed. It was just the light. They made that entrance as grand as Triple H, a Triple H entrance at the time should have been. And I know he does the big things now with being carried in or riding his motorbikes or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. I'm a stage where a good a good entrance was someone walking to the ring with a kick-ass theme, cool lights and pyro. Because that's what a good entrance should always be. It shouldn't be the bells and whistles that surround it. It should be your bread and butter all down to the ring every week. And I could listen to a Triple H's theme tune at any point. The game is a fantastic song. And I believe Mrs. Strong would like to join me on this. I would definitely like to join you on this. This did it, it came in at five on my list. But that's still the top five male wrestling theme tunes of all time, according to us. So that's still a fucking solid placement. The game is extraordinary. It's just such a fucking good theme tune. And you've got to think, like, there was that whole period where he's doing the interview. Is it with JR? Where he says, I'm... I'm the motherfucking game and he ends like it, it all kicks off and it's that moment and you can't hear that theme tune without kind of picturing him channeling that rage in that interview like I'm breaking the fucking game I am the fucking game I am it and it's just this massive it, it's basically the musical equivalent of him wanging his dick about but in in a way that doesn't feel tacky or arrogant he is the fucking game. Like, Triple H still is extraordinary. He's mesmerising. He might not be, you know, as fluid in the ring as he was when he was younger, but that's time. That's just time's a bitch and robs us of our abilities slowly. But for a guy of his age, he looks incredible. He still performs really well, and he's still got this massive energy and charisma and charm and and it's not arrogance it's it's close it knocks on its door but he smashes through that potential arrogance and just wins it with the fact that he is just that fucking good he is the game and you get motorhead to do a fucking theme tune for somebody that looks like h and of course the crowd's going to pop like a motherfucker. Like, the crowd pop when H comes out to a Motorhead theme tune is obscene. It suits him down to the core. He is that theme tune. The crowd pops mentally for that theme tune, and it's a Motorhead track. You're going to listen to that all day, motherfucking long, and love it, because it's fucking Motorhead. It's just, it's a gift of a theme tune. It's aged brilliantly. And I think it's Patriot's best theme tune on record. I don't think that that's unreasonable. I think objectively, the game is the best theme tune Patriot's ever had. So I completely back you on your choice. Although yours, it's higher up for you. It was getting it getting an order for these five was really hard. I could have just thrown darts at the board and hoped for the best. I had to try and make it work. But it, there's there's Rizzler papers between five, four, three, two, and one, and the game—it's it, just fucking great. I like what you're saying with, with the arrogance thing, and it is—I I feel it's very much like uh, I can't remember what artist it was, but 
uh, lyric from one of their songs was, it ain't bragging, motherfucker, if you back it up. And I think that's very much what this song is. It's just like, it's, yeah, no, I am the game. And then he will go out and just prove it and just be fucking told you. I also want to address a small number of people I've seen on the internet. Hi, I I read your Reddits. Anyone who believes that Triple H's one, two, this on theme tune is the best Triple H theme tune. Stop listening to music. Just stop. Your ears don't work right. It's the worst. It's not real music. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. I agree with Kim Bag. Yep. From one uh, theme tune that basically says, I'm I'm in charge here, to another, which is my favourite, at number two spot for me, which is Stone Cold Steve Austin's I Won't Do What You Tell Me. Just because it's, it basically just grabs you by the balls and goes, you're going to watch something awesome now. And you're like, yeah, I fucking am. Because it comes in with the the smash. And then... Wow! And it's just awesome from start to finish. And But it also has that, what Kimbo was saying earlier, which is just an awesome wrestler walking down with an awesome, awesome theme tune to the ring no bells no whistles it's just i am i'm in charge bitch and you know what's about to happen and then of course it's stone cold and it was back before the pg stuff so he's drinking beer and smashing the cans all over the place and swearing at people and somehow the theme tune gets that across as well it's got no lyrics but you listen to it and you instantly know yeah this this guy's like this guy's the most badass thing ever. This is why, this for me is why Mox's theme tune shouldn't be near a top five. And I, I didn't want to shit on anyone's theme tune, but Stone, if if you are saying Mox's theme tune is a top five theme tune, then Stone Cold's has to be above it because Stone Cold's is the precursor for that kind of badass, I'm going to fuck shit up theme tune. Glass shatters or whichever version of it you want, it gives you what 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 Nat was saying. Mox's theme tune gives you it gives you that shit's about to go down, shit's getting real. A badass is here, We're, and it for me it does it better than anyone else since. Stone Cold's theme tune is perfection for the kind of wrestler he is. The reason it's not on my top five list, I don't like it as a standalone piece of music. I can only watch it in the confines of wrestling. Yeah, I I can. That's the thing, and I think it's I think it's more just because it does give you that sort of boost, so you can be sad. You can't you can't be sad listening to it. You could be feeling proper down, and you just put that on, and it and you're like, nope, yeah, things aren't as bad as they could be. And you're all right. But I, and I can sit down and just listen to it. So that's why it is up there as well. But also just because it was so badass and so in your face and so typical of the Attitude Era. It, it sort of, 
encompass what the Attitude Era actually was, which it, which was just, yeah, shit's going down, bitch. What you were saying, yeah, it just it was a really good audio trigger for Carnage. Like, you immediately think Carnage when you hear glass shatters. You, you know shit's about to get broken up, things are about to get fucked up. Sure, I do. I do agree. Like Moxley only came in as an honourable mention. It's it's the baby of that theme tune. It's been born of that theme tune, which is why I feel like it deserves to be an honourable mention because at least it's it's almost like a torch pass. It's keeping some of the fundamentals of that era still alive and vital. And not a lot of wrestlers at the moment have anything that replicates the Stone Cold theme tune, which I think is a shame because. It's fucking incredible for a reason. It's iconic for a reason. But you've got to have fucking balls of steel to try and touch something like that and try and replicate something like that. I think Moxley's comes as close to a Stone Cold type theme tune as we're going to get. And Moxley's exactly the right dude to be given that type of theme tune too because he's going to be the badass that comes in and breaks shit up and doesn't give a fuck. And, you know, he's the modern equivalent of that. If you could get away with drinking beer in the ring, you probably would. The, the It's a kind of a complete side comment, but I would love to see a version of Glass Shatters for Becky Lynch if she ever returns, because I think that's mm. what she's lacking. I think her theme tune while she was doing the steampunk stuff was great, but she is now basically, like the, there was a moment where they were in the ring together and Stone Cold clearly has a lot of affection for the girl, She's she's fucking she's the man. She's become the modern era's version of Stone Cold. She comes in, she fucking wrecks shit. She causes a scene. She doesn't give a fuck. All in a PG thirteen rated show, and still has his underlying attitude. I would love to see, like WWE. Please take notes. Please give Becky Lynch the equivalent of Glass Shatters. Remix it if you need to. Fucking give her glass shatters. Make a moment. Get stone cold and go hand her a beer. And then it's literally as if the beer hits her hand, glass shatters plays with a kind of almost steampunky undertone underneath it. So it's like a fucking hybrid. And it's a t- it's the most legitimate, unsubtle, metaphoric torch pass you've ever seen. And that's exactly what she would need if she does come back from maternity and just decide that she wants to go back into the ring and keep being the man. I would love to see Glass Shatters a la Becky Lynch. That would be awesome. But that's my tinfoil hat moment, and I will leave it alone. (laughs) No, I 100% agree with that, yeah. Because she... They have... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Stone Cold and Becky have had a couple of moments in ring together, haven't they? They've actually had stuff. So it's, yeah, so it's not beyond, well, it it is because it's Vince, but in terms of sort of history, it's not beyond the realms that that could literally happen. And I do love what you've done there, which is basically both of them sharing a beer and the second they clap. The you know he's got beer in his hand. He hands it into hers. The second it hits hers, tsh, the new and then smash and then the new theme plays with her. Perfect, yeah. And it's not completely outside the realms of possibility when you consider that they basically they got Ronda Rousey and they repurposed her as a modern era female Roddy Piper. Yeah. They've done it. 
they've already set a precedent. They are happy to legitimately pass on one wrestler's persona onto another to keep that torch burning and to immediately give you something where you connect to this new wrestler, new in inverted commas, in a way that goes back to your childhood or go back to the, the kind of the golden age or the attitude era and all that jazz. Like it's to- like fucking do it. Just give, give Stone Cold, WWE, Becky Lynch, get in a room together and give her the fucking theme tune. Re- rekindle Glass Shatters because it deserves to still be used. It's such a good theme tune. It would be lovely to see it modernised maybe a tiny little bit just to fit her a little bit but pass it on because that girl could rock that theme tune all motherfucking day long it would be glorious and I'd like to hear it again on a regular basis not watching reruns of old WWE I'd like to hear it again in a live context But yeah, I'll stop talking about your choice and I'll move on to mine. <laughs> um, we're up to number two. Um, and as I say, like this list for me was tricky. Um, th- th- and it got changed very last minute. Sorry, Kimbo. Um, but mainly because there was literally like silver Rizzlers between each one. <laughs> like it was that tight. There was no room for breathing. Um ironically enough because it's catch your breath that came in at number two um Finn Balor's theme fuck me it's just such a fucking extraordinary theme tune it's there's no bells and whistles it's very muted it's almost kind of not a cerebral but as subtle and menacing and cold and calculating as the fiend for me Especially when you've got like, because there's the two versions, there's the Finn in his fucking leather coming out and then there's the demon version of it where there's the kind of heavy breathing build up to it and there's that subtlety in it, but it's still fundamentally the same fucking theme tune and the way he fucking used to make the lights pop in time with the music, the crowd would absolutely just be sliding off their seats because it was incredible. It worked for him. He works the room incredibly well. I'd be deeply surprised if he didn't go back into his history and he'd done some sort of drama and theatre arts because the way he walks down and uses the space and uses his body and kind of almost makes guidelines with his body so you follow him into the ring and everything's in time with the music and the way that he bounced to make the lights go and he it was a performance and that theme tune allowed him to perform. And it's just such a good piece of music on its own. It's that actually a really solid, technically a solid piece of music. It's not a theme tune by numbers by any stretch of the imagination. It's a little bit darker, uh, but it's still got that energy and it still gets a room up off its seat. So Finn Balor, your fucking theme tune, boy. I'll listen to that all day, fucking day long. I believe this is the one theme tune out of the 20 we have picked between us. I've heard live um, because I went and saw a Raw when they were in the UK uh, a year or so ago. Um, And everything you're saying is completely right. Valor, when he comes to the ring, how he has the lights going, the crowd, how the crowd reacts. 
he is the center of attention and he makes sure the lights make you aware of it. The Titan Tron's pure black just with his name on it and his like symbol. It it's really well done. It's a great piece of music. It's a great entrance. And you know you've made it as a wrestler. And your theme tune's great when it has no words and the crowd is still singing along with it. Like in the middle of Manchester, people go, ooh-ha, in time for the fucking theme. And better than I just did then. And it's incredible. Like I've only ever seen that twice. And the other guy, Sami Zayn. And it's way easier to sync his theme tune because it's literally just, well, all over it. On, you know, on repeat. Uh, yeah, Finn Bell's an excellent choice. He was, a, he was a narrow miss out for me. My number two is one that I think we can all agree is a great, great entrance theme. But the reason I picked it for number two is we've touched on personal stuff before. And Fozzy have a very personal connection for me. I've seen the band live a few times, and I was into the band before I was into wrestling. So when Jericho started using a Fozzy track to walk into, that ticks multiple boxes, more than the three that we've already discussed. It's fucking amazing. The fact that the crowd sing along with it, like they did on the Jericho's, Judas is flawless for an entrance theme. And he even got a fucking choir to sing it, which, that takes some balls, you know? Like, I wouldn't want to be in a choir singing a Jericho song. But wow. What a track. And I think you guys will wholeheartedly agree with this, because we all like Jericho. Yeah, uh, it was my number four, so... I'm going to jump in and talk a bit about it. The the thing that made it top five for me, like, it's a great song. It's a great song. He makes it work as an entrance. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. The Jericho's, when they shut the song off and you can hear the whole crowd sing the song, lyric perfect in the background. It made it top five worthy. And then it got moved to fourth when Simon Guevara came and sang it on an episode because that's comedic genius. Like, you can do jokes with theme tunes. Like, the only other good theme tune joke I can think of off the top of my head is Kurt Angle singing Sexy Boy. (laughs) Which, if you've not seen, do yourself a favour. Sexy Kurt is out on the internet and it's glorious. In fact, any Kurt Angle singing segment, just watch them all. If Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle, you are honorary MVP of this list because your theme tune's boring, but you singing's excellent. Um, yeah, Judas is great. Strong female. Yeah, uh, Judas was number three on my list. Um, but as I keep driving home, the, the the order of this list was moving around literally minutes before we decided to start recording this episode. It's been so hard to order them because they're all so fucking good. 
Judas is incredible. Jericho, at the, like this version of Jericho that we've got, I would argue is the best version of Jericho we've got. Gothdad Jericho is incredible. I love him. 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 He's a fucking he's goat. He's goat material. And Judas, as the theme tune for the version of, Ju of Jericho that we've got right now, is absolutely perfect. And it's such a fucking excellent song. Like, it's on a Spotify playlist. Like, uh, there's a Spotify thing where it's, like, a most, re like, repeat songs. And it could just pulls from what you randomly play over time, what you play repeatedly or what you've put on repeat. So like your most played songs, it will fork like, I'll go a playlist for you of just shit that you play regularly. And then it also does a repeat and it's like songs that you put on repeat because you've listened to them more than once. I've had Jericho on like, just on repeat for about half an hour and just uh, Judas on for like half an hour and it's just played over and over and over. It's always in like the top five of my on repeat Spotify Algoad playlist because you put it on and you start listening to it and then you just like, you find yourself singing along and then wanting to go back to the beginning and start singing along again. It's just got something to it that you can't really put your finger on, but it's, it's fucking, it's just gripping. It's awesome. It's a fucking solid piece of music. Jericho is awesome. Judas is excellent. That's all I have to say. And from the goat of wrestling, to the greatest of all-time wrestling theme tunes, the most important number one, my number one, and it has to oh. go to, it has to go to the big red machine, Kane, and his ruthless aggression era theme tune, uh, which is slow chemical. So, it's a Kane theme tune. You have your standard. Fire and because they all have that, and that's good, that's great. But it's the one that then has lyrics come in at the end, and you're like, Oh, oh, oh okay, it's an actual song for Kane, and then the song's really fucking good. And yeah, it's it suited Kane at the time because it was when Kane was becoming less of this monster and becoming more human. and it was about, you know, the songs about discovering feelings and stuff and emotions, blur. So the fact they they're humanizing Kane and they give him a more human, very contemporary rock track as his theme, while still keeping the fire and brimstone that made him the big red machine. This is my perfect Kane. Kane before for me was boring. Kane after was to WWE. This is Kane at his best for me. And he has the best theme tune in the history of theme tunes to go along with it. Kimbo out. Now, with... Oh, sorry. Go on, that. I was just going to say, this appears to be the Goldilocks of Kane's by Kimbo Standard. Just <laughs> right. And there's me with a spanner in the works. And the Kimbo works because I have picked Kane as well. However, I disagree because mine is the Attitude Era, his original theme, Burned. And it encompasses, for me, the Big Red Machine, 
because it starts it starts with an explosion and it has as this Kimbo says it has the do 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 but this one actually instead of lyrics goes into a kick ass guitar solo instead and that sort of show it's, so it's metal and it's brutal and it just shows for me for me the better version of Kane which was back when he was he was just this massive unstoppable monster and the storyline they had going for him the fact that he was you know half brother to um undertaker and that uh, he was suspected of burning down his house and killing his parents which is why he's got the mask on and for me the i can listen to the theme that theme tune over and over again it fits in perfectly and it just pops perfectly and i for me it's it goes along with the the best era Kane because feelings are for the weak and it was back when he was just yes Hulk smash essentially and you just know and you just knew that he he was like the under you just couldn't take him down and he was just gonna rip and tear it was it was equivalent of the doom marine really it was just and that's what the, this theme tune was for me i actually prefer that one when they started humanizing him i, I was thinking oh really you're taking a good idea and you're trying to make you, you're trying to make the monster talk oh dear oh well this is the direction they're going but that's just me personally i think i just got used to the big red machine and the idea that they'd try and sort of do something more normal with him seemed a bit off but things develop so that's just me it's sort of interesting that you both picked Kane because no I'm joking um (laughs) but it's it's a sign of at least uh an excellent wrestler if you can get two number one theme tunes out of him like, there must be something about him as a performer that makes giving him theme tunes good, regardless of what permutation of him you enjoyed the most personally. There was something for both sides of that coin, which is sort of testament to excellent theme tune creators and writers and performers. So, well done, Kane's guys. You you smashed it because you got... 50% of the number one slots from this recording episode alone. So golf clap for you two, like, well done. Um, for me, I did not go with Kane. And I'm going to I'm gonna provide a bit of context as to why I think mine is actually fucking legitimately number one theme tune of all time. I'm taking you all back to 2017, WrestleMania 33. And you've got New Day. And they interrupt and they say, there's going to be a fourth contender in this matchup. And the crowd's all fucking getting a bit edgy and electric and bouncing on their seats a little bit. New Day fake it out. Start sauntering down the fucking runway towards the fucking ring, looking like they're going to be the fourth tag team in this matchup. And then, like fucking an RKO, out of nowhere, drops loaded the Hardy Boys theme and you have never seen a crowd that big lose their shit so quickly ever 
like fight me tell me where a crowd has gone from what's going on to what the fuck in less time it was just incredible you could see grown men in that crowd crying they were so excited because they didn't know what where to put their face that hardy boy scene is extraordinary to the point where Big E was fucking jeffing all over the place as they were walking out to it. Like, you can't hear that music and not immediately start fucking throwing shapes like you, Jeff Hardy. Like, you, it just, it kindles something in your soul as a wrestling fan. You hear that music and you immediately start throwing your arms about and jumping up and down like a fucking kid. And you're excited. And you're excited because you know that something fucking incredible is about to happen because the Hardy Boys are fucking amazing. They are, they will always be legends to me, regardless of whether they end up Hall of Famers or not, or what happens moving forward. They are some of the greatest of all times. They revolutionized tag teams with, you know, help from the Dudleys and Edge and Christian, but they were game changers. And this theme music, it's just, it immediately makes your heart start racing and your face is, you're smiling that hard, your eyebrows hurt. It just, it does something to you. You cannot hear Loaded and not immediately do exactly what Big E did and start just waving your arms about and jumping up and down like a dickhead because you want to be just a smither as cool as fucking Jeff Hardy. That theme tune just makes you pop. It suits them. It's a fucking cracking standalone piece of music. It makes me happy to my bone marrow. And I genuinely think it's one of the greatest theme tunes of all time. Fight me, bitches. <laughs> so, Nat asked a question, probably rhetorically, but I had an answer because of course I did. She said, find me a bigger reaction than the Hardy Boys WrestleMania 33. I don't remember the year in that. However, there was a year where John Cena was meant to be out for a fucking long time. Like, they, he got injured in, like, November, December. They said, oh, he's going to be off TV until probably around Mania. And people were like, oh, okay. Royal Rumble comes around. It's Royal Rumble. And people are like, oh, who's going to be our surprise entrant this year? I wonder which legend they've got back for it. Number 30. Bah. And it's quiet for a bit crowd of like who the fuck's coming and then it's John Cena that's where the whole John Cena meme thing came from the, and it's John Cena boom, 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 boom. that's where it all came from from that Royal Rumble the reaction is crazy it is the most I have ever seen anything pop ever in my life and people boo John Cena and he doesn't deserve it because he got that reaction that is all. I would argue that John Cena's pop, he's got an unfair advantage because his music is so important because that's the only thing you can pop to because you can't see him. Oh, oh there it is. I, listeners, I can't complain. I was going to do a, a John Cena joke. We had I to make a John Cena joke. It had to be done. It had to be done. Yeah. But like, yeah, okay, fair. John Cena's pop was fucking off the chain. It was ridiculous. But fuck me, like, New Day lost their shit. They looked like kids that had just met Santa and had been given 
the keys to the fucking chocolate factory at the same time. Like, you've got not just an enormous stadium of Joe Public strangers literally going out of their minds, grown men crying. You've got your fucking colleagues reacting the same way. The second that music dropped, you could tell they were excited, but that music dropped and something instinctively in all three of the New Day guys just lost their shit. You cannot not lose your shit the second that that song drops. That song drops and you immediately start jumping and jeffing. And I think that's testament to an amazing piece of music. It's not just the hype behind who that is giving you. You hear the music and you know who it's going to be. You hear the music and you have like an actual palpable reaction. Like your body does something that you weren't expecting it to do. You you get excited. You, adrenaline kicks in. You jump up and down like a kid. It's There's something completely disproportionate in the reaction you have when you hear Loaded that I don't get from anything else. I get excited when I hear themes drop. I'm like, oh, awesome. They're coming out. That's, that's going to be good. Loaded drops, I lose my tiny, fragile little mind. I become like a 14-year-old girl that's seeing like her teen idol come out for the first time and I'm, I'm like basically able to touch their face. Like I'm that level excited. It's just, it's magic. Complete magic. Last point on Loaded before uh, we move on to Inferior Strawn. You know it's going away permanently. Jeff Hardy's retiring it the second crowds come back. He's got his old theme tune back. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but yeah, Loaded's been retired. Jeff Hardy says it's a Hardy Boys theme tune, not a Jeff Hardy theme tune. That makes me deeply sad. It's still- I will just have to re-watch WrestleMania 33, that entrance, just on repeat a few times a month for every year of the rest of my life until I die just to get the same satisfaction. <laughs> like, I, I, I will fucking do it. Fight me. I will watch that every day. It makes me that happy. That's why it's definitely my number one, because it makes me that happy. I will sit and watch just that intro segment to watch Big E lose his fucking mind, to watch the crowd lose their mind, to feel it, like, that energy came through the screen to us watching at home that's that's magic that's some like witchcraft shit if it gets retired it gets retired but it doesn't stop it being one of the greatest themes of all time i'm really sad we had this conversation after you got married because we really should have encouraged you to have this as you're walking down the aisle and then you just come down the aisle for your wedding jeffy I think I was already on um, thin ice coming out to Prince, so <laughs> I don't. And I'm not sure that I could have jeffed down the aisle in heels either. I don't think that would have worked. The suit would have allowed it. The heels, maybe not. <laughs> it's very warm. I'd have slipped. I'd have ended up more injured than Jeff. Swantoned on the fucking <laughs> everybody there. Swantoned the registrar. <laughs> And we're gathered here today to... Ah! Oh my God, it was a whisper in the wind. <laughs> right. Story time. <laughs> you wanted Bored. a better crowd reaction. You wanted a 
better theme song, you wanted a better everything. This song for me ticks every goddamn box. You want an iconic moment for a WWE pay-per-view? CM Punk, Money in the Bank 2011, holding the title over John Cena's body while Vince McMahon says to cut the feed off because he was quitting the company that day. And this song is playing over the PA. This fire burns for CM Punk. The crowd reaction to watching Punk leave the arena with the title the day he's su supposedly not re-signed a contract was absolutely amazing. And watching Vince shit an entire housing estate was worth every goddamn second of that pay-per-view. Flawless. You can argue there's better songs, but for that moment and that moment alone, this will always be my greatest theme song. It has a pop. It's a great song. It works for punk. It worked for the entire time that punk used it. I know it was briefly used by Orton and it was used for New Nexus. But it worked for punk. And that moment, Money in the Bank 2011, bite me. <laughs> I love the fact that throughout this podcast, there's been a lot of threats of violence, mainly coming from the Strawns. We've got bad attitudes. <laughs> fight me. <laughs> I'd, I'd really like to fight you, but like, it's a really fucking solid choice. That I can't even argue with you. It's a really fucking. It's a, a very distinct moment in WWE history, and the song, by definition, is attached to that moment, and that moment's electric and it's historical. And you'd be hard placed not to say that it's an amazing theme tune because that theme tune brings you back to that very specific moment in time instantly. So I'd like to fight you and I can't. How disappointing. Anticlimactic. I'm going to make you all want to fight me now, though, because I'm going off script. What? I'm adding an, a one last question. Because I don't what? think we've spoken enough. No one's prepared. Last question. Is there a theme tune that none of us have said, or one of us in particular haven't said, that you expected to be part of this train pop culture list? I 100%, I would have put my damn mortgage on Strawn Mail saying Goldberg's theme tune. Because Goldberg's theme tune's actually really good. Like, as a standalone piece of music, I really enjoy it. The entrance is brilliant. I'm, I'm really shocked he didn't put it in. I was surprised by that, to be fair. It's a shit um, intro. It's a really shit intro. And I've, I've lost a lot of respect for Goldberg in the past 12 months. So, you know, fuck him. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> Yeah, you do realise this is technically about their theme tune, not the person. Because as a person, I disagree with Hulk Hogan a lot, but I still had his theme tune up there. Yeah, I said the theme tune is weak as well. It's just like a doom, oh, right. doom, and you just see him walk down with five bodyguards. So he doesn't fucking need because he's Bill fucking Goldberg. What do you do? <clears throat> Fight me. 
I mean, there, there's oh. also going to be theme tunes that were, they were really solid theme tunes, but because of like as much as you know, Hulk Hogan is a very grey area in terms of like he apologised, so it's okay. Um, but like he's he's a bit of a grey area. There are certain wrestlers that they have banging yeah. theme tunes that we can't go near because you don't feel okay about talking about them at all, even if you're just praising their theme music. So mm. it was a bit of an odd one. I think there'd have been some that I'd have been kind of like probably deserve to be in a top 10, but we can't go near them. I was really surprised that um, Kimbo, you didn't actually have uh, Burn It Down. It Like I thought it would make five or at least be your honourable mention just because the Burn It Down part is so fucking awesome and it dicks all over his new theme. <laughs> Let me tell you why, Nat. I fucked up. I had burned it down as my alarm for nearly three years. So <laughs> it's now you become... It's a source of hatred now, yeah. That, I can't listen to burn it down and I can't listen to Ain't Nobody Got Time For That. If anyone remembers really, really early 2010 internet videos. Yeah. Sugar Ain't Brown. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's still Jane's alarm. Still. <laughs> to this day. We've been together 10 years. It's been her alarm for about eight of them. I mean, does it wake her up? At least that it's working. <laughs> you hate something that violently, you get up quite quickly to make it start. It's coloured my soul that much. <clears throat> I hate it. Wow. <laughs> is, there, is there any that anybody else was expecting and didn't? Didn't hear. Didn't I, ex- I expected someone to pick Shinsuke's just face music. I'll be honest. I don't like it as much as his heel theme. I I understand popular opinion is that the face theme's better because people like singing the oh oh I get it. I get it. But I really like, I, I sing the Japanese rap. I don't know. I think I'm saying something about tea. Or is that <laughs> Gangnam style? Someone's saying something about tea, I think. Yeah, uh, I, like, I like the heel one more. The heel one nearly made my not honourable mention. And I did expect you to have uh, Bobby Roode's Glorious in there at some point. Oh, but, you, you know. beat me to it. I was literally just about to say that, yeah. I thought Kimbo would have Glorious in there. If AEW didn't happen, Glorious is top five. AEW has ruined Bobby Roode, so Bobby, you know who to blame. Go go and find Cody and Co and whoop some ass. But leave Rusev alone, please. Miro, whatever he's called now. Thank you. I was not surprised to not hear Rusev Day. <laughs> Rusev's WWE theme tune is poop. And I've only heard his AEW theme tune once. So I need to listen to it at least 17 more times before I can go. Probably should have put that in there. Because as far as I'm aware, it just says, I'm the best. I'm the best, man. I'm the best. And I'm not about that. We've been through, I don't like, like, repetition. I like real songs for theme tunes. And that upsets wrestling fans. And I'm sorry. Fight him. Don't fight me. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But on love, we're going to love you and leave you. 
and I'm going to tell you where you can find us. You can, if you want to talk about these theme tunes some more, some of your top picks, maybe your own top five, how about you send us an email at trainpopculture at gmail.com? Or you could just drop us a message at Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr at trainpopculture, or tweet us at culture underscore train. Well, signing out. Go. Gross. Slangy bar. Got milk. <laughs> <laughs>